Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekish dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is my personal COVID vaccine, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you? Chipper. I'm chipper, Matt. It's been a while. If you have stored up a bunch of comments and questions that you would like to reach out to us about, um, you could have done that, even though we were not recording, but... If you're listening to us for the first time, we're at Roman Circus Pod on Twitter. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Um, I'll be back at some point, I suppose. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. Email us, podcast at romancircusblog.com. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash romancircuspod. Uh, and wherever podcasts are. Zach, it's been, uh, I don't know, a month, month and a half. Yeah, it's been a minute. The people have been, like, clamoring, wondering what you've been up to. Yeah, well, I've been stopping the steal, Matt. Stopping (laughs) stopping the steal. Yes, um, it's this really important process where Mm you uh, you donate lots of money. Stop steal from being exported. Right, you you donate lots of money, and um, there's some really cringe press conferences, and then nothing happens. Is this so, what this is support the, uh, us today? This is the Jill Stein method. Yes, I do love Jilly Jilly S. Old old Jilly S. Old Jilly Jilly Stein. Jilly S. You've uh, you've come to the conclusion of wedding season. COVID stopped a lot of things, but it did not stop Zach Mabry wedding season. I mean, it stopped a few weddings that I would have gone to, but I still yeah. I think this um, well, I've been to four weddings since covid started okay and that's um there are to my knowledge no more 2020 weddings well i mean i don't have any invites so i'm assuming it's done yeah yeah, you know maybe somebody plus ones me to a wedding before the end of the year but probably not certainly if you haven't heard about it it means there's no no weddings in the works right surely surely uh well that's exciting uh how's arkansas you know, it's good up here. Um, we've reached this like weird part of the year where sometimes it's freezing and sometimes it's like, you know, seventies and mm-hmm. and cool. Uh, for our our global family of listeners, um, that's seventy Fahrenheit. Yeah. So, but seventy Fahrenheit, yeah. which is like, uh, wait, let me see. Would that be about 20 Celsius? 15? 18? You know, I uh, I could ask old Siri, but other than that, I couldn't really tell you. Well... Because you got to subtract 32, multiply by 5, divide by 9. 70 Fahrenheit is 21 Celsius. Okay. It, uh... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is wow. Celsius the same thing as centigrade? I don't think so. I'm going to look that up. I want to The formula is parentheses Fahrenheit minus 32 times 5 divided by 9. That's how you get to Celsius. Yeah. What you, what on earth are we doing? You, do you ever look at one of those things and just wonder what we're doing with the Celsius? 
Well, just in general. So it's part of the metric system, this awful... No, I, I know what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but my point is, like, it's just a... It's insanity. The global... Get Alex Jones on the podcast. We need to talk about the global globalists. Yeah, it's That's actually why... Celsius turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. centigrade and Celsius do mean the same thing. So if you want to sound especially smart, you can be like, oh, yes, it's 21 degrees centigrade. C- centigrade. It's 21 centigrade outside. The human And then, of course, there's Kelvins. Um, anyway. anyway. But, yeah, no, Celsius, like the whole metric system is is bogus if you're a bunch of a bunk (laughs) if you're if you're having trouble you said it's you reach this weird point where sometimes it's freezing and sometimes it's 70 uh let me let me direct you to a little documentary on hulu called greta where greta thunberg explains climate change to you zach did she at least comb her hair for that one (laughs) okay we're not we're not gonna but she just really I want that we'll raggedy keep, braid. We'll keep you're like you're going the, on global TV. The Greta Thunberg keep all the Greta Thunberg jokes to just jokes about not her appearance. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. I mean, okay. okay. Um, uh, I can't think like of anything did. now. I didn't know that rule in advance, so I'm not prepared. I didn't know. I didn't know my new co-host was Michael Knowles. <laughs> I didn't say any of those. He said really mean things about yeah. her. I mean, it. It's this documentary is the story of teenage climate activist Greta Thunberg is told through compelling, never before seen footage in this intimate documentary. I have a feeling that us and our listeners are working off of a different definition of compelling than Hulu. <laughs> well, it's just the idea that like it's never before seen footage like i mean how much how much footage we've seen a decent amount of footage of her but like there's a lot of footage we haven't seen so of course it's like never i like i like the idea of a documentary being like this compelling all the footage you've already seen not at all intimate documentary i like that we should do you know i've been i haven't been watching uh i haven't had time to watch any hulu shows at all let alone the Greta Thunberg documentary. Yes. Wonderful. Um, because I've been busy watching season four of the crown. Matt. The crown. Okay. Yes. How's that going? I, okay. I'll get to it. I haven't done it yet. I will okay. watch it. Obviously. Hmm. I will. Of course. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it's, uh, it's a pretty, I, I like this season. I think this season is a lot better than, than last time around. Season three, I think season three will kind of go down as the, the like the weak link in the chain. It was interesting. It, yeah, we talked about it before and it uh, a little bit, but it, I don't know. It was I didn't dislike it, but the, the action like, the first two were just I don't know. I liked everything about the first two. The actors, all the nonsense is good stuff. Yeah. Yep, and then, I mean, and like we we talked about, a big thing was that they they swapped out a lot of hotties for a lot of naughties from season two to season three. Okay. But, I mean, everybody's thinking, they're probably not thinking it, they just probably are like light bulbs going off about why they didn't enjoy season three as much as they enjoyed one and two. I mean, let's, okay, 
Olivia Coleman is great, and Helen Helena Bonham Carter is great. She, great. So I didn't really like Olivia Coleman in season three. Yeah. Um, but season four, I thought she did really well. She's great. Um, we Helena, love Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Hel- Helena Bonham Carter, which I always think. Um, I don't know why, but whenever I see it, I always think um, Bona Voluntatis. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I never thought that before. Every time I see Helen and Bonham Carter, my head just is like uh, Bonham Voluntatis, which is from, uh, what is it from? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it's from the the uh, the Salve. Bonham okay. Voluntatis, la dominus. Um, oh, yeah, I see it here. Yeah. Uh, I, I Googled it, and I got a bunch of results for... San Diego Padres player Fernando Tatis Jr. So okay. I, I must have spelled it really wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it was an interesting season. There was one thing that stuck out is that there were really bad graphics. Like, in the opening episode, they do this big, um, I think it was Trooping of the Color, but this big are they like eighties made made for TV after school graphics? I mean, almost like they go out and wave to the crowd, and the crowd is looking, I mean, just awful graphics. Did they did they uh, switch out the crowd from a bunch of hotties to a bunch of naughties, Zach? Is that <laughs> if you zoom in? Yeah, if, if you zoom in, it's a bunch of zeros on the binary. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, well, then they go hiking in in Australia. And that was terrible. We continue. I know. Try it again. Um, they go hiking in Aust- Australia. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's like they're in a video game or something. It doesn't look real. And then the last like thing I noticed, of, there was an avalanche in an episode. Oh, no. Um, and it it was so, like, the. I mean, it just looked so fake. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because in the last um season three there was that the coal mining episode where those school kids just yeah get that it. was a rough episode yeah and like that looks pretty real and then in there's also i mean i don't want to spoil it but when the ira blows up lord mountbatten's fishing boat that mm-hmm. to me looked pretty good the graphics for that scene so mm-hmm. i don't know if they just they had like placeholders for the three that i noticed and mm-hmm. then they just like forgot to go back and fix them but, they uh, introduced Princess Di this season, right? Yes. So Diana, Princess of Wales, uh, is is introduced this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think she's a complex historical figure. I think I've mostly expressed negative views of her. Mm-hmm. I think maybe some of that's heavy handed. The show definitely takes her side overall. Like it, well, it shows love, a little they, bit of how much she loved sort of the attention and but like they, playing they off love of, her. Don't they love her in the UK? Well, she's dead, but, um, wait, what, what spoiler from season five. Yeah. Um, I, so I remember the, where I was when I found out she died only cause I was watching an Arizona state football game. Wow. I, so, I forget. Cause I was only seven years old. Oh, ew. But I mean, we knew who she was because she was, you know, she was always going to like places where there were landmines <laughs> yeah. and people yeah. with with AIDS. Yeah, you know, 
classic classic motifs um but so her and charles the show kind of makes it clear and this this to my knowledge is pretty historical that basically uh he, he basically needed a wife they, they basically and she was a wife they wanted they wanted him to marry a hottie and he wanted to marry a naughty well, and she was the naughty was already married. That's the thing. I mean, Camilla Parker Boyle Bowles the only was reason, married to Andrew Parker Bowles. The only reason I say that is because I have nothing against Camilla, but she seems to be the a punchline in the UK, from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, ish. She looks more like like one of the dance moms or something. But I I just like, remember just from like the show Wife Swap. I just remember like I would watch british tv shows and they would like poke fun at her yeah i can't imagine why um i literally i know nothing about her i'm sure she's lovely come on the show camilla if so, you're listening. yeah camilla duchess of cornwall is, convert to catholicism and then come on the show yes um so okay charles is in love with camilla i don't think it necessarily played out like this in real life but on the show um, in the previous season, the family's like, "Ugh, never!" And so they kind of push <laughs> right. Camilla. They kind of make sure that she gets married off. Right? Yeah, they do a whole thing. Right, and then she just continues having an affair with Charles, and then he marries Diana. Now, I think that in real life, maybe he. I think he. I think he did really want things to work out with Diana, mm-hmm. and he was gonna like not be with Camilla, but it just didn't work. Like, yeah. Kim and Diana had nothing in common. They had a huge age gap mm-hmm. and she had a lot of mental health problems. He kind of grew up a neglected, loveless childhood, Bummer. Like it was just sort of doomed. And yeah. it, it seems like they gave it a good couple tries mm-hmm. and then gave up permanently by like, yeah. as soon as they had their second kid, um, Harry, the, one, the, the, second, the second kid who dressed up like a Nazi that one time. Yeah, the one that dressed up like a Nazi and has nude photos of him when he was partying in Vegas yeah. and that kind of stuff, but but who Meghan Markle's quote-unquote ruined. Um, yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never... I'm not a fan of Meghan Markle. I think there's plenty of things you can say about her that are true and bad, but the idea that she like is a bad influence on... Harry is just <laughs> ahistorical nonsense. Seems like ten Pinocchios. Is ten? Yeah. Seems like all he could do is go up. Right. I mean, he had no nowhere to go but up. Yes. So you could do the you could do the Politifact thing where you're like, while it is true that all of this stuff did happen, we also feel like it didn't happen. So we're rating this mostly false. I I know. I seriously hope that. Um, if Biden did win the presidential election, <laughs> yeah, that... you got to keep up appearances for your <laughs> for your fundraising. Yeah, donate, stop the steal. Um, if Biden, <laughs> if Biden stole and stole this sham of if he if he successfully steals the presidency, yeah. um, I do hope that that means fact checking goes away and just some of this nonsense. Well, yeah, um, yeah, so where were we so diana and charles i mean it was obviously a very doomed marriage Mm -hmm. they spent like a lot of time just 
hating each other. Then they formally separated and then finally divorced. And then a year later, like, oops, she's dead. Um, <laughs> in a total accident that wasn't a plan or a plot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the Dodie cast- Fayed. Dodie. Yes, her BF and baby Doty Fayed. Yes. Doty, Doty, Doty Fayed. Um, so yeah okay diana charles they're she's introduced in the this season they their marriage happens they have their babies they go to australia they start fighting there's some interesting classic moments there's this long lingering hug that takes place involving the queen that's very uncomfortable if you don't like a lot of physical contact clearly filmed before the virus okay that's what okay memory hold or uh hold on to that thought because we have to talk about this film before the virus thing so okay um yes so the crown those are the types of things one thing they didn't show this season was anything like kind of the end of the wallace simpson plot line huh for as much as the show points to the big abdication of king edward the eighth as you know the big bang that brought forth like everything that followed it yeah um and you know they have him the duke of windsor die in the previous season season but his wife wallace simpson mm-hmm. um, the dirty american right so she died in the in the 80s so in the years covered by this season and this season ends at christmas 1990 so by the time this season ends your boy was alive i nice. this was my first christmas was the last episode of the crown it's perfect um so anyway, Wallace Simpson died, and so as much as you know, everybody hated her that was in the royal family mm-hmm. for her role in the abdication and all this this chaos and, and confusion. Um, the royal family went to her funeral, like the queen mother went, mm-hmm. and as far as I know, Diana and maybe even the queen went too. So I mean, they were not horribly unkind to her towards the end. Yeah, I thought that would have been nice to include, but they didn't. Well, it is. Um, I mean, Queen Elizabeth seems very aware of her place, so she knows like that that would be a pretty powerful message, right? Like some of it, kind of. some of it seems it would be like keeping up appearances, right? Or no? Yeah, the polite thing to do. I'm not saying she hated. I'm not even. I don't even know what she did or felt towards the dirty American, but she, I don't know. She knew enough to you know call like not not be super catty i guess yeah yeah um the other thing they had in this season that was cool was an ep- the every season seems to have a margaret episode oh yeah we love those and, i know princess margaret such a mood yeah um <laughs> so for that episode she's got this friend who is becoming a catholic priest and he tries to convert her to catholicism and she's sort of down with it but at the end of the day she she doesn't go through with it mm-hmm. um, because she'd have to renounce being part of the royal family. I think that that's still the law, but I'm not going to look it up. That's nuts. So, but she, it, it's an interesting episode and, um, you know, she's kind of looking for purpose in life because she's, you know, doesn't really have a role or mm-hmm. anything to do, but she can't like go work at Walgreens because she's the princess. Mm-hmm. Like she's the queen's sister, so she's just. They'd sort of probably there. call it like Wally Greens or something over there. I bet. I bet. They're just like yeah. Anyway, yeah. 
it, they totally would. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but the, so as far as like finding purpose in life, yeah. that's what this Catholic priest is like, no, you need to become Catholic. Like that'll mm-hmm. give you purpose in life. It's really demanding and overbearing. And for somebody as strong willed as you, this is like the thing to rein you in. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. She didn't go through with it though, which is cringe. And she's and too busy pill, but... telling limericks with the LBJ. I know. I loved that. So many words that rhyme that I hadn't even thought of. Um, <laughs> so yeah, overall good season of the crown. I liked it. Still one of my favorite shows. Um, and you know, I look forward to the next season. Margaret, Margaret Thatcher is in it. Oh yeah. Maggie Thatcher, milk snatcher. Nice. Um, she so that's kind of interesting she's played by um jillian anderson right who i think does a really good job like better than meryl streep yeah i've heard conflicting i've heard some people some people like her and some people don't like her they other people think she's okay right true (laughs) um the they do a strange job in their overall portrayal of her not just her mannerism stuff but like they added a lot of emotion which i think they thought was sort of a kind thing to do to be like see this person was human the iron lady Mm -hmm. had emotions but they made it like the falklands war was an emotional decision um which it probably just wasn't are they like women be having emotions yeah basically like her in this episode her son goes missing and she's like reacting to that and when she when they talk about the Falklands, she's like our people are out there with no one to help them and blah, blah, blah. Like basically sort of transferring her stress over her son being missing with, to the like British subjects in the Falklands. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and you know, I think the debates out on if that was even colonialism or not, because um, there weren't indigenous Americans in the Falklands when the Europeans showed up. So, um, you know that's that's not as problematic when they go to war. they're fighting with Argentina Argentinia mm-hmm. over um, over the Falklands so but yeah good episode lots of history cool characters costumes were lovely um, the Queen has a shows emotion in one episode ooh wow finally lets loose I was texting Haley Stewart and I was like finally finally she's, she's like right she sheds a tear. And they they all really mean and hateful to Diana because of how much the po- the public loves her, mm-hmm. and I definitely identify with that stress. Sure, you know, sure. and like having people treat you that way when it's not even your fault. How yeah, much yeah. you're like beloved and regarded. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that made it. It was really relatable. I felt mm-hmm. represented when mm-hmm. I watched it, and then Charles's big ears. So I, I really did. As far as the importance of representation, like they uh, literally very represented. Yeah, they covered all the bases for you. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So yeah, um, the other thing I watched uh, on on old Netflix. Mm-hmm. So David Letterman, you heard of him? You hear about that guy? I have this. By the so, way, uh, this episode we're just going to touch on a bunch of different things. There's not going to. It's going to be like we'll talk about some. It's, Catholic this is stuff. cultural cultural commentary yeah no no no. i'm just saying if people are waiting they're like oh what like what are they i mean doing? we're not doing yeah we're not doing like mysteries of the rosary yeah, yeah yeah give us a week give us some time yeah okay so uh we're back david letterman 
David so he has a Netflix show. show on Netflix. Yeah, I have not watched it. Uh, I have nothing against Letterman per se. I also have not really been interested in watching his Netflix show. Yeah, um, I, don't I really liked care his, to watch. What was he Letterman. the late show with David Letterman? Yeah, I, I liked really... him more than Jay Leno. Yeah, Letterman was great. On the show was great. They uh, he was a goofball. He had a bunch of like goofy. It didn't feel as like corporate as Leno, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, the show was great. But this whole thing, I don't know, like it's like Dave interviews all the all the most interesting people and it's just like Obama and Jay Z. And I'm just like, okay. Right. No, yeah, it's I mean it's those people. It's all the lizard people basically. Yeah. So um yeah, he has a show, he interviews the lizard people so Letterman has the lizard people and the person you're about to talk about. Yeah. So the episode I watched, he was interviewing Kim Kardashian, um, would be first lady, but, um, at this point we don't know how many votes Biden stole from Kanye. Yeah. Um, it, it hasn't been called. He, Kanye still has a chance. Right. Has Kanye conceded the vote? I think he did. Kind of. Oh, didn't he do well. that tweet on election night where he's like, win some, lose some. And you're like, yeah, man. I know that Kim posted a celebratory thing about Biden, which is cringe. Um, more like cringe Kardashian. Yeah. But um, cringe. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, anyway, so Dave has Kim K on the show. And they, they, you know, they, they go through the main high points of Kim's life. Like her dad, her dad representing O.J. Simpson, the sex tapes, um, her getting... Uh, robbed in Paris, right? Her work getting people out of prison. The show. I mean, you know, the main all exact, the, all exactly the same things. Well, I mean, all the high points of Kim. They didn't ask about Chris Humphreys. I assume she negotiated that in. Charles and Diana are the Kim and Chris Humphreys uh, in, in, of of the royal family. We really, we really like retcon that whole thing, didn't we? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of analysis to prove our point. We know that we're really original analysis. So mm-hmm. anyway, the main thing I noticed was one started with the reminder that they had filmed this episode prior to the breakout of COVID nineteen. Wonderful. Basically, to be like, that's why we're able to go places and be near each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the fact that they have that disclaimer is what kind of made me laugh because. I guess they're thinking that you get these like scolds that are like, why are you this and that? I saw that on an, I was watching the television last night as I want Mm -hmm. to do. Watching the fake news TV. Yeah. They, uh, just making sure the recounts are going well. You know, I got to be glued in, glued into all the analysis. Uh, no, I was watching football and they had an AT and T commercial and on the bottom of the commercial, they had like a little asterisk that was like this, commercial was filmed very safely please continue to wear masks in our stores because the people on the commercial weren't wearing masks right um well so anyway wear your masks kim k so he asked her about her work um like getting people out of jail yeah and he's his his Trump derangement syndrome, his TDS starts to like seep out in this point. David, he does TDS have it kind of bad. Is, your TDS is showing. 
Yeah. Um, so he's asking her like how she can justify doing the work that she does, which is really good with the president because it makes him look good. Mm-hmm. And he's like mad at her for the, I mean, and he's literally like starts just like sputtering things. And she just looks at him and after he says the sentence about like how she's, he, she just is like, I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. And he just kind of pauses and is like, uh, okay, you just talk then. And so she's <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm really focused on, um, you know, getting people out of prison and helping with their lives. And that requires the president, whether or not he's anybody's favorite. Pre- Basically, she like refused to, uh, you know, disavow President mm-hmm. Trump. She basically just said, I- I'm focused on what I'm focused on, and that requires the president. And so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's still just like not having it. And you can just, he, I mean, it's like you can see his mind's running at like 150 miles per hour. And he just like wants to be so mad that basically, you know, the stuff that she's done with the first step act and those things. And she's like, I will give credit where credit is due. We wanted this act and he signed it and it just triggered. But could we have, she triggered the libs. Couldn't we have kept him, kept them in prison for like two years longer until the correct person. Yeah. No, it's just like until the ticket with the lady who's known for letting people out of prison gets in uh, yeah she needs to be like well she was in california prison which means that um auntie kamala was already had a chance to let her out yeah um but so it yeah it, it was just an interesting it's kind of sad to see dave letterman become uh he i mean he's like a less angry stephen colbert at this point which is sad but you know, who knows what'll happen um, if Biden seals the election. Maybe all the comedians will go back to doing jokes. Um, and maybe. I mean, I am kind of being ironic, guys. Like I said, well, I guess it was on Patreon so that listeners haven't heard. I, I do think voter fraud's a thing. I just think once you correct for it, you still have a, a, a Biden victory. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's funny to, to keep tracking it out because it's like our, it's like the one last time to make people cry like when it when it was like oh largest inauguration crowd ever and people were like that's not true it's yeah like, yeah but who cares like it's funny because you're crying <laughs> yeah. um so that's, that's what my parents said to me growing up right Am I right folks folks i know like if you never had siblings clearly uh so you know that was interesting the conversation it um I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the Obama episode of uh, David Letterman. Did you see that Marianne Williamson threw some shade at, at all? Old Barack? No, please tell me. So he has a book out. So he's out doing a media tour for sure. it. And cause I was, I was confused. I'm like, why is he doing all these interviews? And it was, he's got a book out. So he's doing the grift. And um, so <laughs> Marianne said, Michelle Obama wrote a book of deep authenticity and clear compassion for the human condition. Her elevation to the halls of power, not seeming to have infused her consciousness with the arrogance of the elite, nor the smugness of self-delusion. Her husband wrote a book as well. (laughs) 
Oh, that's good. I know. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote tweet that real quick with um tea time, y'all. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh let's let's transition over to some Catholic stuff. Okay. This should be we'll call this segment Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Yeah. I think that's a good name for this segment. Pretty sure it's free. Uh so we'll run with it. I like that. Yeah, I've never I've never I don't think that name's taken. Um where do we begin? Should we start with the vaccines? This is like a good PSA. Yeah. It's a good thing to tell people. Yeah, so vaccines. Um evil. Evil, evil. If you take them, uh you'll become autistic, you'll be implanting chips in your body. Yeah. Never no, I'm just kidding. Um so you know, we're not anti vax. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really willing to condemn the anti-vaxxers, which makes people mad at me sometimes, but like, you know, they, their, really their money is good too. You need their money too. Yeah. Patreon.com yeah. slash Roman circus pod. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, so the vaccines are coming out and there was, uh, there was some, as there always is with these type of things, they, the debate on what was made using aborted fetal cells and what wasn't. And, uh, that, that am I, am I shooting? Yeah. So uh, there are vaccines out there that were, um, the, the process for which they were developed used, uh, cells from aborted fetuses. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously a problem, um, among, for many reasons, but, you know, a big one being that, you know, you can donate your organs, whatever, to science when you die. Um, you know, a lot of people do that. But these people obviously were never, uh, they never gave their consent to that happening. And sure. obviously were, like, murdered in the womb. Um, but uh, the two of the two of the vaccines that are either approved or about to be approved, the one from Pfizer, mm-hmm. uh, which is spelled with a P in case we're Googling it, mm-hmm. um, and the one from Moderna. Yeah. Um, were not developed using fetal cells. Right. So, you know, that's, that's good news. I was kind of surprised because there's just this, like fetal cells have not been useful in the development of, um, like, so embryonic stem cells where they use, you know, aborted, um, persons, their cells to, to do stem cell research has not yielded any cures or any therapies. All of the ones that have have, have come from adult stem cells, know, which are obtained without doing that. It's so uh, that's a, also just a quick point, and I'm sure everyone knows this, but like, it's not against stem cells; it's against the fetal ones. Like, because stem cells are used, right? I've seen a yeah, few people be like, all, like, I got a message from someone, or uh, like, it wasn't to me. I saw a message that said the vaccine uses stem cells and I was like, okay, but it, right. uh, I mean, if that's true, it doesn't use embryonic stem cells. Right. So yeah. And that, I, I remember seeing a graph or reading, like seeing some, I'm sure very scientific document that said, yeah, not only do embryonic stem cells not really show much, it's like significantly behind adult stem cells. As far right. as like 
Uh, there aren't, yeah, adults themselves have yielded treatments and, and therapies and things. Embryonics have not. The idea is just maybe they will. Um, but they, we shouldn't know this, but they don't. So mm-hmm. there's no argument for them. Um, other than that, there's just people that, I don't know, they just like revel in this stuff. And it's the same thing with the vaccines. Like when you want to raise any issues on this, they just yell and scream about how, well, blah, blah, blah. And we're, and it's like, okay, well, the two, two of them have been developed without it. So it's obviously not a necessity. So, you know. So it's just good. To, so take several seats. It's, it's um, good just to point out like that there are a few coming to market that don't do that. So. Yeah. And you know, that doesn't, um, that doesn't speak to any other aspect of the vaccines. It just does mean that there's, um, you know, they were developed ethically and that's good. And you know, if the other ones were made with, um, cells from aborted persons, uh, that's obviously a problem and should be shut down and illegal. And, um, you know, everyone who signed off of it should go to jail and get parodied. Um, but (laughs) the uh yeah so that's not going to be an issue so hey for for your role in the crime of using aborted stem cells i sentence you to three months of memeing yes um okay so that's good in in minecraft but uh so yeah that happened let's see catholic stuff um, Amy Coney Barrett, obviously yeah. not necessarily, I mean, well, she's Catholic. So I guess news about her is, you know, kind of inherently Catholic. So right. her, her first ever ruling happened yesterday. It was, um, basically a six, three majority, um, reversing a lower court's decision to block, um, a, an execution, okay, a death penalty. So she said, she said, let her rip, let him have it. <laughs> Right. No, there was a blog that said, you know, Amy Coney Barrett's first. Oh, let me find it. The exact quote, because the wording was kind of made me laugh. So Amy Coney Barrett's first vote as a Supreme Court justice is to put a man to death. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this is so out of the handmaid's tale where women are out here doing this. Yeah. Oh, wait. So. Um, so this is the thing. What? What went into it? So, like, he was found guilty in Indiana, and he was yes, sentenced Yes, he kidnapped to death. and raped and murdered a girl and buried her in the ground, um, okay. which is really bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll say. And it, yeah. It, so, they, he was found guilty, uh, sentenced to death, and then the the death sentence was blocked. Like, uh, so, it was blocked on the basis that... Um, you cannot use the so they're doing a lethal injection okay and it was a law saying the use of that substance without like a prescription or something along those lines is to, in violation he had to go of see, what, see his doctor before he could get so he could get the drugs to kill him right well i mean they're basically saying it violates the food and drug administration's policies so it was kind of a specific you know they didn't um, they didn't use say it was cruel and unusual punishment. This yeah. and that. I mean, I'm against the death penalty and would have preferred them not execute this man. So I'm not really here to defend ACB. I will say this does sort of meet the expectation of what she's said, which is that she's a very sort of literal judge. She's there applying the law. Well, sure. If they it's... come, if they come to you and they say, "We want to halt this execution because it violates 
Food and Drug Administration laws, like there's a pretty good chance that that's going to be struck down. Right. Like and it, it was. It will, but the, and that's where the issue of these things come in. Like, I don't know. You get you kind of. I maybe this is a dumb thing, but like, this is why you don't go. Everyone's like, we need the guy who, who like the cop who shot someone to get like first degree murder and be like, well, he's going to get off of first degree murder. Like you always want to like, come yeah. in, you always want to come in with some sort of like charge that you think you can win. So I don't know if like the food and drug administration thing was like their best option. I don't know. I mean, we've like with abortion, you know, we've tried to limit it in sort of indirect ways. Like, um, you know, just requiring basic cleanliness and yeah. um, standards out of the abortuaries. And that will, that actually does tend to get overturned by the courts. But I mean, we do attack things um, indirectly mm. on other issues. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that. Well, no, my point is not that it was a bad thing. It was more like, was that, I guess that was the best option to them. Like they, they weighed all their options and thought that that was the best thing to go after, I guess. Yeah. I, it's one where I just don't even, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that I would, I would take this excuse on, on something, an issue that I was more concerned about. Like I'm against the death penalty because the Holy father has asked that we'd stop doing it. I don't really have any other basis for being against it. Yeah. Um, maybe the, I, I mean, so it's it, not an the, issue that I get worked up about. One of the reasons I, I'll add to that is like, I don't actually trust prosecutors and people to like no. get the, all the you get a evidence, anti right? you get an anti Kamala in there and we're all getting, well, that's kind of my point. Like is when it becomes about like getting elected and keeping your numbers up, like the idea, like if the death penalty is available, they'll seek it to like, be a strong strong man right when right which seems pretty awful and yeah and, and i just think we want everyone to die in a state of grace so the longer someone's alive in theory the more chance they have i mean kind of i, I think that um if you're looking at life imprisonment versus capital punishment yeah and this is this is you know to some people this is super controversial but i really think that if you're in prison and you're like selling your body for heroin yeah um you're probably less likely to die in the state of grace than if your death becomes you know imminent yeah no that's um, fair that that doesn't justify i mean because you could you could use that argument to say that like you know a baptized child under the age of reason you know like if they die they'll go to heaven uh, that doesn't mean that it's good you know i mean like yeah. y- you can't have kind of a consequentialist approach on some of this stuff. But I mean, I do think that like subjecting somebody to decades of prison culture is not good. Sure. Um, well, yeah, especially that's if another... they have no hope of, I mean, there's no such thing as, as life without parole. Strictly speak, like lots of people that get life without parole are then paroled. Like you can't, you know, bind future, um, you know, cases regarding somebody like that. Mm. But, you know, if you have no hope and you're in prison, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, which we won't necessarily do. So anyway, that was our first ruling. Um, it, only, it, mostly, it only took her two weeks to disappoint us. 
it's just sort of funny to like you know the people that would normally want her to bring her catholicism with her to the courts are like happy that she kind of didn't the people who would want her to leave her catholicism at home are mad that she did that um and then just factor in the way that they called her handmaid and stuff there's just the irony that her first like ruling was you know basically like men are trash with claps in between each word um <laughs> that's that she wrote the uh not the dissension but the whatever they whatever they yeah, she wrote the opinion yeah, with yeah. with uh clap spaces yeah that's all it is do we know who voted basically. who were the three that voted against it yeah it was um sotomayor, sotomayor kagan and briar okay so um well, at least one Catholic went against it. I know. Wait, what's Kagan? Is she Jewish? I don't know. I just know that Sotomayor... Yeah, I think she is, because Sotomayor was the Catholic woman, and then now um, now there's two. Um, but one of them doesn't, like, you know, yeah. prosecute nuns for not selling condoms. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that happened. And then I think the, you know, the big... Well, actually, there's probably two other stories. The USCCB had their annual meeting. Yeah, should we talk about that, or should, is, which one's a good closer? Because I want to talk um, about Cardinal Becchio. Oh, that's right. That's funny. Um, let's save that one, because that one's, well, it's funny in a dark way. Yeah. The USCCB had their meeting. These meetings are always just kind of, I don't know. I just remember when I used to like listening to EWTN. Sure. Nothing against them now. It's just not. Some, I mean, it just isn't something I'm like ever. But I like to like you know when I was working or something, have them in the background. Yeah, yeah. They would like suspend all their programming to just broadcast the audio from these meetings, and I would be so mad because it's I'm not. Like, no, I want to hear Mother Angelica. I was gonna say it's yeah, not near, hear, nearly as interesting as. Yeah, when you hear Father Larry Richards, John M. Bankovich, um, at home with Jim and Joy. Yeah, but uh, Rain so, Man Arroyo. Rayman, Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, love that guy. So they do these meetings. They start doing their social media, you know, posting for it. And they, they're like, how many Baby Yoda memes do you think we'll use? And they start using Baby Yoda memes. And everybody just freaks out and is like, the McCarrick Report just came out and this, this, and that. And you're using baby yoda memes you guys clearly don't believe in god and don't care about the faithful and support child molestation i mean it was yeah. it was a very absurdly like someone someone just reaction. needed to take their frustrations out on something yeah and i mean it, it just i don't know i i don't understand the desire to be like that i get frustration with the bishops I mean, if there's one thing the McCarrick report shows, though, is that none of the currently serving bishops were particularly involved. Um, yeah. I mean, some of their handpicked successors, or some of them, you know, picked their successors, and, like, that's got to be irritating to some people. But, you know, I mean, guys, there's always going to be uh, bad stuff happening. So I, I think we we can't just, like, demand performative performative. Uh, 24-7 misery from people. So I don't know. I didn't I didn't understand the need. I thought it was cringe. Like, I quote tweeted it and was like, never mind, I'm joining ISIS like, <laughs> as a joke. Like, I'm obviously not joining ISIS. I don't do clubs. Um, but the... 
I deleted that after everybody started being like, this is like, you know, covering up for abuse. And it's like, oh my goodness, people. Like, yeah. Reel it in, reel it in. They don't, the idea that like, they're like, let's, let's put out the report and then cloak it in a tweet about baby Yoda. Right. And, you know, I think there was some, there was some acknowledgement that they do, they're going to have to, to step up their game on, on dealing with abuse. I do think that there's clear evidence that abuse is in decline. So. Well, yeah, I uh, mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get canceled over this, but like relitigating very old cases doesn't, I mean, I do what you want on that, but like by the point that we're taught where we're at in this whole McCarrick thing is we're now getting responses to the report of the response to reports of abuse. Well, so I we're mean, like six degrees of separation as it is. People want to know that things are being taken seriously. Yes. But then they'll say they want a zero tolerance policy. Mm-hmm. And that's the most unserious approach to anything like this is to do a zero tolerance policy. What that is, it's a total abdication of the duty that the bishops and, you know, the, the hierarchy has to prevent this stuff and ensure justice and provide leadership on these. When you do a zero tolerance policy, you're basically saying, we're not going to do due diligence. We're not going to render judgment. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. You have to make the reports. And as soon as you do, we're just going to follow. And, all that happens with that is stuff doesn't get reported because their tolerance is going to be applied outside of the official policy. Um, people who have questions that are like, you know, fathers, I mean, it's hard to use examples of being decent. So how about like father's pants fell down in front of me, seemed like an accident, but I don't know. Mm. You're not going to go want to end somebody's priesthood over that. But what if you're the 20th person that's happened to it? And it's probably not an accident. Yeah. A zero tolerance policy is going to result in all 20 of those instances never getting reported. Yeah. Um, You need to know that if something is probably nothing, but maybe that you can bring that information to the rightful authorities and then they will use prudence to administer justice so that you as the person making the accusation know that you're not ruining someone, you know, quote unquote, ruining someone's life. You're not because... Again, otherwise, all of the all of the stuff happens outside of the official process where there can be any sort of accountability mm-hmm. because you've already done a zero tolerance thing. Right. And so, yeah, not a big fan of that. Um, plus, I've, I will always be team Massimo on the role that lay figures played in abuse when it was more rampant. He points out at every turn you've got lay police you have lay district attorneys you have lay you know uh workers parents whatever who knew and chose not to do anything or helped cover it up or looked the other way yeah or whatever whatever so i i don't i i you know i don't think you should further deputize the laity by the hierarchy having a zero tolerance policy um but you know i think that they've got to take some some active roles in this you know yeah no i agree so yeah zero tolerance it, it sounds tough but it's unserious and it it doesn't solve the problem um yeah no those are you're not one points. for tolerance 
those are, those are all good points. I think the real question is how many Baby Yoda memes did they use? I think that it was like two, and then they had to issue an apology. And I was like, this reminds me, never apologize outside the confessional mm. for anything. Yeah. Um, not really anything. But in most cases, I would never apologize to a mob, um, even an online one. Like, don't don't give an inch. I mean, well, and this just isn't doesn't... just for the USCCB. This is just if people are yelling at you and they're taking your words out of context, you don't need to say, like, I'm sorry if this came across as, like, don't do that. It just do nothing i mean it just doesn't matter too no like what i don't know it's a tweet and it doesn't matter it's like i canceled netflix i uh, i yelled at the usccb twitter i've like done my part to protect children but have you um have you given to stop the steal yet that's <laughs> that's the only legitimate one yes there it is have you given to that uh, um so my favorite news story is uh, Cardinal Becchio. Yes. Who we all remember uh, from. He's the cardinal from the London property deal. Yeah, he's um, the one that basically like the enemy of Cardinal Pell who set up, who set up, uh, I don't know, set up Cardinal Pell. That's what I'm trying there's, to think. Yeah, like there is um, evidence of payments being made um, involving Cardinal Bacue to people in Australia around the time of the sham kangaroo court that sent Cardinal Pell to solitary confinement. So, yeah, so he is suing Italian magazine La Espresso, the coffee magazine. The yes, Italian which I mean, suing magazines, magazine. okay. You know, Trump and Melania do that, so we we stand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he sued him for defamation, and said that the magazine's reporting on him has ruined his chances of becoming pope, and that his absence from a future conclave calls into question its legitimacy. Zach, the Ita- the Italian sect of stop the steal is alive and well um yes get, get stop the steel conclave version get the roman circus italian friends the sharapas on it to head that uh head that maybe i don't want to include their name maybe they don't want to be uh you know dragged into our nonsense uh mama mia yeah uh this is amazing he's so I, this is this is very big like calling the phone company and you're like I gave three girls my numbers and I just I haven't heard from them so I'm wondering if there's something off with my phone like this is that energy of his like well I just like he I yeah. can't be Pope because of what you've done yeah what you said is gonna stop me from being Pope and also now I may not be in the conclave and me not being there calls into question its legitimacy it's yeah, just it's great like, it's the perfect like might so as who well wants to tell him well but my i mean he's just if you're, you're going down to go down swinging might True. as well and it like and you're just suing i don't know what is the uh, american equivalent of la espresso nespresso i don't know i mean it's not a like it is a real magazine yeah i know but i mean like is it like time or is it like people or is it like oh i don't know Let's see. But it is it like the Daily Mail? 
I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up. Cause I think our listening audience deserves to know. Of course we hide nothing here, but it's just a, I don't know. You got caught and you got, so it's a weekly news magazine. It is one of two most prominent Italian weeklies. So maybe it's like the economy or the economist. Um, the New Yorker. Like that. Yeah. Is that weekly New York magazine? The New Yorker. I don't know. The other's called Panorama. It's like the Italian equivalent of a chain email from your uncle. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so that, I don't really know what to say about that other than like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of amazing. Like you, you cock, you cook up all this, this giant plan to railroad your political enemy. And then you're just like, it's the magazine's fault. I'm not going to be Pope. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Oh, Sandro Magister is one of their Vatican correspondents. Is he good? Um, is it she? Who? No, I think it's he. What would you say? What? Italians always have girl names, like Francesca. Um, yeah, Italian girls have, Ita- have girl names. So he was the one that got kicked. He's the one that leaked... Well, allegedly leaked Ladato C, hmm. and had his press pa- credentials pulled. Yikes! Um, An assault but, on the free press, right? Um, but so yeah, I know, man. Francis stays winning. <laughs> um, like if if that was, I thought that was great. Like if you know, gotta whip the press into shape, folks. Mm-hmm. Podcasters too. Um, no easy buckets. So, so yeah, bad news for Cardinal Bacue. He is he, he still that, Cardinal? I don't. Okay, my understanding is he's been deprived of the rights of being a Cardinal, but he's not been on Cardinal. It says ousted Cardinal Bacue. That's how this. Headline. Yeah, but like they'll even sometimes refer to Cardinal um, Burke as ousted. Oh, because he because got the Malta or whatever. Yeah. So he resigned the rights associated with being a cardinal. So I don't know if that means he's still a cardinal or not. Cardinal emeritus. Um, cardinal emeritus, yeah. Um, or if it's just kind of like he's a kind of when the cardinals hit their age where they can't vote anymore. Is that 85? Did you know up until 2020, Becciu was special delegate to the Sovereign Military Order of Malta? Wow. I do love the Order of Malta. I'm just saying it comes full circle with what we were talking about. Um, oh, yeah. I guess he's the guy that's got sent over there after Cardinal Burke um, to back uh, Matthew Festing, which was a whole, which was a whole thing. Um, Despite retaining the title of Cardinal, Becky was stripped of the rights and privileges of the office, including the right to participate in the papal, the now sham papal conclave after being implicated in a financial corruption scandal. We need to be like, will you support the peaceful transition of power, Cardinal Bakir? You're <laughs> yeah. calling our institutions yeah. into question. This is so dangerous. He uh, he could cry about that all he wants, but Pope Francis is living another 40 years, and the haters got to deal with it. Pope Francis is, yeah, he's going nowhere. He's never going to resign. He's not going to die for a very long time. Um, the haters, and it, as time goes on, all of the dodgy characters that pope francis sort of associated with that made everybody nervous uh he's 
he's getting rid of them. He's he may have filled it up a little bit on the front end, but he's draining the swamp, in my opinion. Remember, the important thing to remember is if you do not like Pope Francis and you think he is a bad pope, all the people that made him pope are still alive and will vote for the next pope. So you want Pope Francis to live, outlive all of them. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. He's already picked over half. Oh, has he? I think so. Like, kind of how our fearless president filled all those judge things in his four years. Yes. Trump and Francis have similar energy, in my opinion. Yeah. And, yeah, um, Trump obviously, uh, yeah, filled up the courts, and Mm -hmm. Pope Francis has filled up the College of Cardinals. Yeah, and no, neither of them are going anywhere anytime soon. And the haters stay mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my, uh, that was my, that was my story that I wanted to bring the, the Cardinal Becky U one. We should all start doing like I'm gonna sue. I, I'm suing people because they've made it unlikely that I'll be elected pope. I know if you, I'm technically eligible. So it's one of those things like. I didn't know we could do this. This changes this changes everything. As soon as people it does. as soon as people like uh yeah, as soon as people open like you just nudge open that door. But yeah. Mhm. Did I miss mm-hmm, any mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I am worried to ask this question, but did I miss anything good on have I missed anything good on Twitter? I don't think so. I mean, there's just the same all, same all. Um, they, and a meme that's popped up lately has been um, kind of fake fact check disclaimers. So like whenever oh, yeah. the president tweets, Twitter puts like a disclaimer over it. Mm-hmm. That's got like a circle exclamation point And it's like, you know, official sources have blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so people have been using that for, you know, for jokes. Nice. Love jokes. Yeah. Jokes will, um, jokes will be part of the dossier we take to court when we unveil the fraud. All of your, basically all of your jokes are going in the file. Going in the file. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't, I don't think anything else too crazy has happened. That's good. On the, on the Twitters. That's good. Um, I, another, another, uh, question I don't know. I want to know the answer to, but are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Apparently we're doing a cringed and blue pilled stay at home Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Just out of concern. I mean, most Thanksgivings take place at a home in general, so... Yeah, but we we may be having a modified Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. But you know, okay, I'm I'm not uh, in charge of of the family, so I just kind of follow. You're not the patriarch of the family. Nope, not yet. Though as the oldest child, I am next in line. So that's good. You want to have a quick yeah. quick? What about you? No, uh, I will probably just see the. I think we're just going to see the immediate family. Nice. Yeah, let's do Saint of the Saint Week. Saint of the Week. This, I, uh, 
I totally just didn't think about this five seconds ago and Googled a saint. Um, it is Saint okay. Felix of Valois. All right. Born April Felix of Valois. April sixteenth, eleven twenty seven. Died November fourth, twelve twelve, at the age of eighty five. He was canonized by Pope Urban the fourth on May first, twelve sixty two. Feast day, November 20th, which is today. His attributes are a banner, an old man in Trinitarian habit with a coronet at his feet, a purse, a Trinitarian with a stag nearby, Trinitarian with chains or captives nearby, depicted with the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh... Though no bull of his canonization is extant, I guess there's no paper that exists about his canonization. Oh, he was kind of canonized before the official process. It is the tradition of his institute that he was canonized in 1262. Uh, tells us that his feast was kept in the Diocese of Mew as early as the year 1215. And in 1666, Alexander VII confirmed his status. Whoa, not sure about that year. Yeah. Alexander VII confirmed his status as a saint because of his immemorial cult. Uh, okay. Do you want to explain immemorial cult to the people? It's just when people, when you've had people devoted for centuries and centuries, kind of going back to when you actually lived. Right. Um. Let's see. Felix and a company in company with John set out for Rome in the depth of winter and arrived there in January 1198, the beginning of the pontificate of Innocent III. They had letters of recommendation from the Bishop of Paris, and the Pope received them with kindness and lodged them in his palace. Innocent III, though little in favor of new orders, granted his approval to this enterprise in a bowl of the 17th of December, 1198, under the name of the Order of the Holy Trinity for the Redemption of Captives, Innocent appointed John of Matha. So the John I referred to earlier is St. John of Matha. Uh, Innocent mm-hmm. appointed John of Matha Superior General and commissioned the Bishop of Paris and the Abbot of St. Victor to draw up for the Institute a rule which he subsequently confirmed. Felix returned to France to establish the order. He was received with great enthusiasm. King Philip Augustus authorized the institute in France and fostered it by signal benefactions. This was important to note. This is when France actually liked Catholicism, Zach. Ah. Um, And, yeah. Margaret of Blois granted the order 20 acres of the wood where Felix had built his first hermitage, and on almost the exact same spot he erected the famous monastery of... Sir Foyd, the mother house of the Institute. Okay. Uh, he died among his fellow Trinitarians at the mother house. Like I said, November 4th, 1212. So that that's the saint of the week. That's that fella. He doesn't have any... He's not the patron saint of anything, it appears. I mean, he there's St. Felix de Valois is a village in the province of Quebec so I guess he has like towns named after him but so there's that 
There it is. Whoop, there it is. Yep, well, we're back, and uh, we'll talk to you all in probably another month and a half. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, we'll be back next week, folks. folks. Anything to close it out, Zach? Nope, I think we've said it all. All right, well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week.